Hello, welcome to the Mythology and Marksmanship Podcast. I'm Morgan King, and today I want to talk about the type of mentality I think you need to have to get better, to improve. So if you guys are looking for a way at least to think about how to get better, uh, this is going to be one for you. So uh, first I want to talk about um, competence, right? Like, what does it mean to get better, and where are you at now? And I think that's important to know where you are in order to figure out, like, really where what you should be focusing on, and at the same time, where you want to get, okay? So, um, as many of you know, I'm in vet school, um, so, which is a four-year, um, doctorate program, so, anyways, they're trying to train us to be competent vets, right, they, they take a bunch of students, it's really tough to get in, so they want, um, students that, that, that have the capacity to be able to, to learn the volume of material um, that we have to learn in the short amount of time that we have to do it. Four years sounds like a long time, but for as much information as we have to absorb, it's really not um, that long. So, because we're basically, I mean, you, if you've been to school and got a bachelor's degree, well, so it's like doing two bachelor's degrees in four years after already having a bachelor's degree and then you like, oh yeah, like I want to, I want to take this bachelor's degree instead of working. I want to go and get another degree, another four years. And anyways, it's just a lot of information and, and you know what? It's, it's great. Uh, it's tough, but it takes a lot of time. But, uh, at the same time, uh, we have a lot to learn. And so in in this deal, there was an idea that that uh, I've thought about quite a bit, and it's it's competence, right? So there's a curve that we're all on this sliding scale, um, and, and in everything that you do, right? So in the beginning, so when you're first introduced to something, um, and a lot of people on a lot of subjects uh, live in this category. The first, the first uh, place where you start out is your um, unconscious, uh, unconsciously incompetent, right? You've met a lot of these guys that get interest or get introduced to like uh, competitive shooting, and they they have grandpa's old thirty out six, and whether it's competitive shooting or just shooting long distance in general, they you know you you talk to them, they're like oh. I could do that with my lot six, you know, and and automatically, or 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 the, my other favorite one is when they're like, "How far? What's your farthest shot?" They'll be like, "Oh, what's your farthest shot?" And and I just look at them like, "I, I don't know, I, I, I have no idea." And and uh, they're like, "Oh, okay." And I'm like, "How's long? How far is yours?" Long ways. I don't know. I don't have a rangefinder. Just those are just 
examples of basically they don't know what they don't know, right? And it's like putting uh, that uh, circle of understanding, right? There's an infinite amount of stuff that we can understand in life. And it's like punching a hole in a paper. And the hole is what you know, and everything around it is what you don't know. But the the border of where the hole, so the, basically the edges of that hole in that paper, is is the amount of stuff that you know that you do not know. Okay? So as that hole gets bigger, you actually now know that you, even though you know more, you you now understand that how much you don't know and 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 so it's it's a weird deal where the more you learn the more that you learn that you don't know and i don't know how that's kind of a weird way of saying it but basically as as your circle of understanding increases your awareness of what you don't know also increases and and you become acutely aware of the um, the increasing amount of stuff that you don't know. So a lot of times you'll find you'll find as you learn something, you won't you'll all of a sudden be like, man, I just there's so much that I don't know. And you'll keep learning and keep learning. And you're like, man, I just still don't know so much. And it almost gets worse as as the more you, as you go and until you kind of get comfortable and you're just like, uh, well, I don't, I guess I just, I don't know. And I'm never going to know all of it essentially. And so, but there's this, there's this beginning point when you're learning any topic in the, in the beginning where you're just like, you don't know what you don't know. And then you got to punch that hole in that paper for the first time. And the hole starts out really small but you finally understand like, okay, I know that I don't, that I'm incompetent, right? I'm so, but first you just didn't even know you you had no idea that you had, that you didn't know about it. Then all of a sudden, now all of a sudden you say you uh, go buy a gun uh, and you go to your first competition and you show up and, and in the beginning you're like, man, I'm feeling pretty good about this. Like, there's a chance, like I've been shooting, and there's a chance that, like, I go to this club match and I'm gonna win first. You know, like we're about, to, I'm, I'm, a, you got, you boys are gonna learn today. You know, and then all of a sudden you show up to that first match, and you become acutely aware of, of your incompetence. Uh, and now all of a sudden you know, like, wow, I, I suck. Uh, like, I don't know this, I don't know this, I don't know this. Even though you, that day you learned more than you probably had, um, in your entire, uh, your entire shooting up until that point, all in one day. But at the same time, your level of awareness of what you don't know also grew. And so that can be very discouraging to a lot of people and a lot of shooters. So you have to be able to look at the positives at the same time and understand that you're on this sliding curve of of competence. And and uh, in that in that 
that is an opportunity uh, because now you're aware of it. Now you're aware of what you don't know. And when you become aware of something, you have a you have a choice. You can either choose to act and improve, or you can in, you can just you can choose to be like, well, that's not really relevant. I don't want to put the time into it. Blah blah blah. In order to become competent, okay. But say you insu- say you say you uh, let's talk about shooting specifically. Say you decide I want to become uh, good at shooting. So now you, you, you go and you learn. You find the information. You listen to podcasts, um, whether it's this one, it's uh, Miles the Matches, it's uh, Gunner, or well, not Gunner on the Sun, it's uh, uh, the um, um, Chris Way's podcast, uh, the Straight Dope podcast, VP Precision with Jake and John, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm going to miss podcasts, but, uh, you know, it doesn't matter where you go to get your information as long as it's good information, right, or training or, or whatever you do to learn videos, all kinds of stuff. I'm just listing off things that, that I did um, in, in order to to become, like, aware of what I need to do, you know. So for me, like in vet school, I'm trying to learn how I'm trying. I'm going to school so that I can learn uh, what I need to know. And as you do that, um, so so now you know what you need to do, right? You you're like, okay, like I sucked at at this, this, and this at the match, and I need to improve on it. So now you go out and you you practice or whatever, and you start to practice, and and now you know how, what to do, and you can do it, but you got to think about it um, in order to do it. And so now what we call that is, uh, so we've gone from unconscious or unconsciously incompetent. Now then we went to becoming consciously incompetent. Now now we are consciously competent. You can do it, but you got to think about it, right? And that's a tough stage too because now you go back to the match and you shoot and you don't get the desired results you want because the timer goes off, all kinds of things go off that also and that's a tough thing about the sport is is it's stressful and when any stressful situation impairs thought process and thinking uh and you and and so when you're thinking about something and having to consciously process that it's hard to process all of the other things that we have to handle in this sport right you, it's such a dynamic game uh, where you you have to you have to think about uh, uh, you you. So if you're me, I can just go up there, slap a bag on a on a barricade or whatever the stage is. Say it's say it's uh, whatever three positions, and you got to shoot three three targets from each position. It's nine rounds or whatever. I don't got to think about how to get stable or any of that on the clock or the gear management part of it or anything. I just know it's a 90 second stage. So I got to go a little bit faster and that's my 90 second pace. And if it's a, if it's, if it's a two minutes, I know that if I go at this pace, I'm probably going to be there. And I, it's because my internal clock, I don't even got to think about it. My internal clock's kind of built in there because I've practiced it by, by uh, hours and hours of, of practice and also, at shooting matches 
and uh, that takes time to do it because I'm what you would consider unconsciously incompetent. I or not not unconsciously incompetent. I'm unconsciously competent, right? Because now I can do all those things that you now know how to do, but you have to think about them in order to do them. So the difference is, is over time, is as you start to think about it um, and you start to do it, it takes time to build in the muscle memory uh, and rewire your brain to where these things become second nature, uh, whatever they are. You know, whatever skill it is that you're trying to learn in the game. That's why whenever you make changes in your shooting or or whatever, you probably shouldn't do it on game day uh, because you're going to have to think about it. And if you have everything, I I tell this people, everything you do um, at a match that you have to think about, basically that's a process. That's, there's a processing um, fee that goes along with it. There's some sort of transaction fee and it costs you somewhere. So when you change something, you use something new or whatever, something you have to think about, something that, that, that you can't just go through the motions and do it will affect you somewhere. I think there is there is a couple of things that should never become unconscious. Uh, you should they they could be unconscious. Like it's good to do them at that much, but you but still at a, to maintain them at a high level, you need to keep them conscious. And I I think that's well I it's not really two things. It's really one uh, one thing, but the other one. By making everything else the shooting process of of uh, managing your gear on the stage and getting stable and doing all those types of things, that needs to be. I don't have to like when I don't have to think about it. So there's no thinking involved for me. I just go. I just basically I got this position. I know this bag goes there. Blah blah. Boom. It's just it's done. Or you know we got to get got to do this or that, and it just it just happens. Uh, for other people that might not be the same. So what does that allow me to do? Well, that allows me to process everything that's going on. I can think about while I'm moving in between stages or be, between positions on the clock, I, my mind is not on on what my hands are doing. My mind is on what I just saw in my scope and what I'm going to do about that and what that means as far as the wind and all that stuff. So I'm processing all of that type of stuff. My, I do not have to um, use any of my um, CPU, um, my processing um, power on that type of stuff because it's become second nature. So when people ask me all, people ask me like, like what do you what are you doing to see stuff or how do you see see this or that? And I do agree that that. As far as like resolution of what you see on a plate, and knowing those downrange effects um, of your bullet, like that's a good thing. Like you you want to look at and do it and go and see it and know what it looks like and and all this and get used to seeing that. But it's really hard as a as a new shooter or even and I try to explain this so so people that, that like have shot for a long time can understand what I'm trying to say. I have to use some sort of example that people can relate to if you've been shooting for a long time and for me that example 
is when I get so short on time or this or it's so wild and and western type of deal. Uh, most of the time, this comes down to when when I ask for time or something hits the fan, you know, like you you have. But it but it's usually when you're so you have you're pressed for time, right? So all you're thinking about now is getting the round off. Your resolution goes way down. What I mean by that is I think there's levels of resol- resolution. When you start shooting, uh, you're 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 thinking about something besides shooting. You're, be, you're not you're not thinking about putting the round ra- or where did that last round go? Blah blah blah. You're trying to think about like I got to get through this stage and this time and do these positions and shoot that target and it's over there and I got to find it and then I got to get the round off and shoot. You know and and so whether you hit or miss. You might your your central nervous system obviously sees it if you keep the if you keep the target in the scope, but a lot of times what'll happen is is uh, guys will just like there's no resolution basically they their nervous system obviously sees dust somewhere, but their mind doesn't process that information and be like man I missed, and then there's a point where where you finally get enough uh, processing power um to be able to focus on that for a minute and then you go then you realize oh that was a miss but you're like i have no idea where because you were worried about racking the bolt doing all this other stuff and thinking about it and uh well uh, and then all of a sudden then you're like okay miss right miss left might be as much of um processing um you you do but sometimes because of all the other things that you're doing you see it recognize it but don't translate that into action because you don't you're thinking about other stuff so so you don't actually trans transfer that to like oh i should if i miss left i means i should hold more right you know that it doesn't even get to there um with with some people and and a lot of times i've had that happen to me recently i i so there was a hunter match uh that i ended up winning but and it was it was in July or June, I can't remember. But anyways, it was it was in Price, Utah. It was the Hornady Precision Hunter match that Verl Dallin put on um, down there. And there was a stage I come to, and I couldn't find this target. And that's a freaking nerve-wracking feeling, let me tell you. When you can't find a target, and I... I usually find all the targets at, at these hunter matches. There's sometimes where you don't. You got to be really systematic about it. But you can usually find almost every target. Well, I couldn't find this target, and man, I was getting scared. Usually, my rule of thumb, I, I, I start my timer. I just use a watch in those matches because it's four minutes, and I start it right before they they hit the beep or the timer. And Brian Black who owns Lone Peak Arms, I'm good friends with, he's our own this stage, and and uh, I get down there, and I start looking for targets, and I find the first one right off the bat, and then I find the fourth one right off the bat, and I find the third one, or the second one, I mean, and then I, I couldn't find the third one, so I finally, and I, 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 it took a while for me to ask questions, and I, I get nervous, I stand up, and I'm like, oh gosh, can I, do I have to be up? Is it close? Are they trying to trick me? Where is this thing? And I get back down. And anyways, the, 
I ate up three minutes looking for that target, and I finally saw it. I had already wrote all my dope down for my other targets and everything. I finally saw it, at, at, and I wrote my dope on my card and started getting down to my rifle. And it was, it was a four-target stage. So I get down on my rifle at 50, or I was as I was jumping down, it said 50 seconds on my clock. And I was like, holy crap. I shoved my mag in. My caps are still closed. I open my caps on my on my scope, I dial the first one, and I send it, boom, hit, go to the next one, send it, boom, hit, and I was like, man, I hit that left, but I was in a hurry, and I, and I'm, and I, I was like, man, I, I hit that left, I dial for the next one, I go to the, I didn't know how far left, but I knew I hit it left, I didn't have time to process it much, and like measure, or do anything like that, but I go to the next one, and I just, I just like, I, I hit that one left, but this one's farther, what should I do? And I, and I didn't even, well, that thought didn't, I didn't think what should I do is the thing as I just, I just went to the next one, but put it, put it, uh, basically the same place as the last one and missed it left. And I was, and then I went, that was dumb. And I remember thinking about it afterwards. If I would have had, if I would have given myself, if I'd have had 30 more seconds and I would have got down on that stage, I would have processed that information because I would have had the, had the, uh, CPU available, the processing power available at that moment to be able to process that information. So, uh, anyways, so but I didn't, and it was an easy target to hit. I thought it wasn't. It was it was kind of far, but it wasn't like hard. And then I shot the fourth one, hit it, whatever, moved on. But and I barely got it in time. I mean, I went boom, beep. You know, it was it was a fast. I had to, I had to uh, really hustle, but that's I I think back to that and and I and I I've had that happen a few times and I started realizing okay that's what I think guys that are are newer to the game that's where they're at that's why you see this guy go and just drill a hole in right beside they might be a one target stage and they got to shoot five positions and they just drill a hole right off the left of this thing. And you're like, where are you missing? Oh, left. And but they never, they never did process that information. It, the information was there and available, but yet they didn't use it. There, I I find it very rare it, with people shooting uh, sixes and six fives and stuff to where they don't see something. Right? There's ways to get better at recoil management to see greater detail, but like you can get pretty good direction like at least left or right whatever but anyways as you get better at this and and you give yourself more time and 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 uh free up more processing uh capacity you get way better at being able to read what's going on cuz now cuz you already know you've you've gone out you practiced and you see what the what it looks like to hit a target uh, just left to center or you know, to be able to pick up the 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 splash from the bullet hitting the plate, and seeing that little smoke puff off, puff off, and being able to get directionality from that, and and to be able to do to go even one step further before before you before you take each shot, you also assess the conditions like the mirage and the and the vegetation uh, movement before even sending the next round to make micro corrections before shooting the shooting the round, and that's 
that's all for moving up that ladder and, and becoming more unconsciously competent. Okay. Uh, there, the one thing I was going to say that you, that's basically never going to be unconscious is that wind stuff, right? Uh, maybe checking stuff and not having to think, oh yeah, I should check, check Mirage. I should check uh, vegetation. That, that thought process yeah, it's going to become more of an unconscious. Like you don't have to like remind yourself to do it. But the other, the other, the thing that is you're going to, it's going to take cognitive input almost every time uh, is trigger pull. You're going to have to think, you're going to have to make a shift in your brain every time you put your finger on the trigger to like think, okay, squeeze, squeeze, boom. It's just something to do with our nervous systems, the way humans are wired. We're going to anticipate the break or recoil. It's hard to train a a a animal that is de- uh, developed um, and evolved over time to be able to avoid threats, to survive, to be okay with an explosion happening uh, two feet in front of their face, like that. Just and then and then. Something. you're just going to react to it subconsciously you're going to react to it and so consciously you need to combat that by by focusing on breaking the trigger good or you'll start to develop habits or you know you might break two or three good and then all of a sudden one of them is going to be a little jerky or you're going to anticipate it um there's all kinds of things that could happen but yeah so so and each one each skill and things like that is going to take time to improve and to practice and to get better at. And then over time, you're going to, a lot of these things, especially a lot of these things will become more, um, will become easier and become second nature. That's why like a tripod probably shouldn't, if your first time, um, pulling one of those out and deciding you're going to use one of those as rear support is a match is not the, is not the place to do it for the first time because now all of a sudden, that's all you're going to think about on that stage. So regardless if even it makes you it makes you more stable, if that's all you're thinking about is how to use it the whole time, then you're going to your hit percentage is going to be down because you can't see as well and process what you're seeing. That's so and I think a lot of people don't understand that or at least they might understand it but haven't thought about it. And so when people ask me like Okay, well, how do I get better at pro- or seeing my bullet, or or uh, how do I get better in general at this game? And a lot of times, it's just uh, reps. You know, that's why I think dry fire is beneficial for a lot of people. Um, I know I talk about like, oh yeah, dry fire this, dry fire that, and I say I I don't think dry fire is as good a practice, but I think it's really good in the beginning because it, it teaches you. It helps you to be able to make some of these things more subconscious and so that you can become more and more unconsciously competent. Um, and then eventually there's there's more to that. But but essentially, you just want to become more and more um, in that unconsciously competent. Transfer these skills all the way up into there. And, and then it's going to help you um, to get better. So... That's and that's why um, practice and all that I feel like should be more in isolation because 
then you can then you can figure out okay this is my weakness right these are my weaknesses here i need to get better at these things and then when you show up to a match if you're if you if you can put a bunch of these skills together and and every so often i think in the beginning especially like i train a lot of stuff in isolation uh meaning meaning i do things like one shot drills two shot drills blah 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 i don't practice full stages but i think there's a place for them there was a time that i did shoot just stages and a lot of times what i would i would do back in the day and i think this is still a really good uh a deal is like man i would i would get like a, a barrel like a 50 gallon drum um i like the steel ones but the plastic ones seem to be the ones everybody shoots on but i you know just to start like if you're a new guy uh a rule of thumb is is pick uh, three positions that you um that you have that are that vary in in elevation um and so like a 50 gallon drum i would I would shoot off of it, um, shoot off the top of it, and then turn it on its side, and then shoot off of it um, horizontally, and then turn it long ways away from me, and then shoot on it that way at, at a target at whatever distance and whatever size. It didn't matter, but I would just shoot that, and then and that, and that I would set a timer for 60 seconds, and then I would have to do it all in 60 seconds. You have to be careful because because when you start doing stuff like that, I think that you can begin to train bad habits because you're not focusing on the little things, but it is, you need, there needs to be times where you put it all together. And let's just be honest. Like the, uh, for a lot of people or for me, a lot of times I use matches as the place that I put, put it all together a lot because I don't have as much time to go practice. So, but, but I've already put it together so many times whatever i'm going to practice certain specific things that i have i have uh like i i need to get better at this so then it becomes it so i can take this skill and put it more into my unconsciously competent category um and so i need to go and take that and and move it into that deal and i'm constantly trying to do that um but um I in in order for me to get better it's going to be mainly in isolation but for in the beginning you're just you're trying to you you want to practice a few things in isolation but then you might want to run through a few I would call them mini stages cuz that would be uh three positions two rounds each in 60 seconds uh so so it's six rounds in 60 seconds and and that's about the right because if you think about it, that's if you added thirty seconds and two more positions, that's a ninety second stage. That's going to train you your internal clock to get wired in the right way. You might you might add, um, raise it to seventy five seconds in the beginning, so it's more like a two minute stage. But think of things in that that type of way as you as you uh, or that would be eighty seconds, I guess. Uh, but you got to think about things in that type of way so you can train your clock to where it, it's you're you're comfortable and then increase it and increase it to where you're you're at the right pace but then train uh, um, certain skills in isolation and then put them all together so that's but then once you do that that's going to help you be able to um, resolve have better better resolution right because I'll be honest with you, there's a, a, a lot of shooters out there, uh, and I think uh, we all suffer from this at times. We could have the most clear glass in the world, 
but we see the world through a dark looking glass. So it just, it, and, and it doesn't matter how clear our glass is, it will not fix that. So you, you have to get to a point where, where your brain is at least as good as the scope that's on your rifle. And the only way to do that is by having the brain capacity available to be able to use it. So that's my recommendation. Um, and that's why that's kind of my logic behind a lot of things that I, that I say, um, before I go there, that was just a topic that's on my, that was a topic that has, had been on my mind and I, I wanted to get out there, um, to kind of explain, cause people ask me, uh, the, what do you see and how do you get better at seeing stuff and all that type of stuff. But, uh, and that's why I say it's more mental than anything. But anyways, there's another thought I want to talk about just real quick. And it, and it has to be on, uh, to do with, uh, the mental game. And it's a little, it's a, it's a little bit part of this. Um, but I, I have, uh, a lot of times people it's really tough for people to perform when there's a lot of pressure right and in the beginning when we when we start shooting uh a lot of pressure is just being at a match um then there's uh you go to a a PR a a, a national match you go from just like you can you can see this when you just show up with some buddies and you want to, you want to hit a target and you want to hit it the first time and then you choke, you know, like there's, there's things, but, but why is that? So, and or, or like for me, like, you know, if it's a big match or something, you know, you get nervous or you show up to the PRS finale and then you get nervous. There's, there's certain things and, and, and that does things to us. Uh, so there's some things that I do to kind of combat that. And I, I do it with, having routines that are clearly defined and and I have whittled them down into very very simple things to 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 manage so for me I I've talked about this before but I think dope rifle scope wind that's my main one for everything outside of when the when the when the timer goes off. So when the timer goes off, the other the other one is level trigger squeeze. Okay. So there's there's seven words that I use. Um so after I get done shooting a stage it's it it my my routine is the same every time I just go to my backpack, I load my mag and i I gotta pack and I gotta pack everything up to get to the next stage and as I'm doing that, I also write my score in my in my uh in my matchbook. I always do that that's just that's one of my that's kind of almost separate that's just something I do and i I would get religious about it and do things the same because this is part of building up that unconscious competence. 
you want you want to do things the same and i would do it in practice as well like before you send around go through the same process that you want to go through on match day and if that is just pull your rifle out of your out of your vehicle and uh spin your kestrel around and dial your turret and pull the trigger then that's your process i guess i don't think that's that's complete enough to be able to um handle the information that is thrown at everyone every time uh but dope rifle scope wind is something that you can uh, you can do and i have it broken down to where i i do that about three times before each stage but uh dope is when i when i get all my it's my data collection and and uh and all that type of stuff and and under and identifying uh, basically what i need to do for the stage as far as uh data and all that type of stuff and then rifle is when i do and and i've gone through this in more depth than other other deals and i won't i won't uh go into it as much um on this one but the rifle is when i when i get all my gear ready that i need for the stage whatever that gear is uh that you know my bipod if i want to use a tripod a bag all or whatever i'm gonna go get put it over by my rifle and have it ready to go and then um, my scope, I go through one, two, three, close, middle, far. I would meaning I start at the diopter. I check the diopter, make sure it's at the right setting. I have it marked, make sure it's good. And then and then I go to the elevation windage. So that I do the three the three turrets: elevation, windage, parallax. Check check all those. Make sure like the wind is in the right place. Parallax is set where I want it. Blah blah blah. Then objective, make sure it, it's it's good to go as far as like w- that. I use that more on the pre-stage, and then um, wind. I just then I go back and I just assess the wind and get a good wind plan developed. And I'll go through that essentially a couple times about before every stage. I mean, like I'll I'll go through that a couple times, and I go through that process that time every 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 time. And if you go through it that way and, and are pretty systematic in the way you do things, it's funny how many times, like, uh, I used to go practice and I would show up and my and I my first round, I would get down there to, like, do a one-shot drill or something like that. I'd close my bolt and my, 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 uh, my caps are closed or something. I'm like, gosh, dang it. Or my, I didn't dial my first dope or anything like that. Well, I start. I, that's when I started. I was like, okay, I got to go through this process here because I would all. I wouldn't do it at matches, but I had trained myself to go through the process at matches. But then I'm like, man, I need to get to where I do it everywhere. So it's just always. It's just ubiquitous in my in, in the way that I do things. It's just it is it is a part of how I shoot, and that's that's done a lot for me as far as getting rid of mistakes and doing things like that. Um, so. But I, I, as I'm going up to the stage, I think the same thing. I go dope rifle, scope wind, and I, I go through everything. I check my, my gear, or check my data and my gear uh, and rifle, and then I check my scope, make sure everything's good, pop the caps at that time, make sure my levels, all, everything's ready, and then one little last glance at the wind, and then I say, yes, I'm ready. Um, I run through that again, and then... Yeah, and then I go level trigger squeeze on on the on clock. And the reason why I I took a second to talk about that is because in my I got a I got a, a thing I um, sat down I can't remember who was asking me a question about this type of stuff, 
but I had I had this written down and I I thought it was something worth um talking about but I just said uh to improve uh mental game learn to focus on the method not the madness it is important to understand the method so the method being the process uh that we just talked about type things like that and have it ingrained into your psyche make it um make it to where it becomes unco- uh an unconscious effort and then so have it ingrained engraven into your psyche in order to be able to focus on it in times of madness the madness is those times of stress and pressure that are experienced in a match in that are experienced in match and hunting environments our brains are not able to eliminate thoughts which makes those time those times hard to stay focused and not be consumed by them what our brains are able to do is replace thoughts how effectively we combat the madness oh sorry how to effectively combat the madness is to build firm plan to replace those thoughts and experiences with extreme focus on the method what is the method stage prep quit check and shot cadence are the three main areas and what i mean by that is i go through dope rifle scope for stage prep and i go dope rifle scope for my quick check before i go and then my shot cadence is level target um, squeeze and those are the three main areas which i i feel it says each step step can be broken down into several steps and need to be done prior to each stage and in some cases every shot if you have each process broken down and go over every step it will consume you and keep your brain occupied replace the madness and keep you focused on the things that matter if you focus on the madness it will di- um distract you from your ability to focus and prepare for each stage and shot. It will cause mistakes big and small. So essentially what I'm trying to say is in order to be able to eliminate that those mistakes and things like that is develop a process and focus on your process. Like obviously we're going to shoot to have fun, but uh, being successful in whatever you're doing is fun. There's no doubt about that. That is that is true. Like obviously, you want to have fun with your buddies and talk and do all that, and that's great. I do it. If you've ever shot with me, I talk constantly. In fact, that's one of the reasons why I originally started to come up with a process, is because I had a tough time focusing on the task at hand, and so I knew I needed to come up with something that would that that if I kind of basically checked the boxes, at least it would get me to where I had the information that I needed to be able to be successful on a stage. And it kind of grew over time from there. And it would, it's, it's, uh, and I've simplified it over the, over the years. And I've, and I've kind of, I've also added things, but I've taken more out of it than it originally was. Originally, I had a long list of, like, stuff I needed to do. And then I just kind of just dumbed it down to what I, I, for me, 
right? And this is this is the thing is it's it's individual deal. Like you can come up with your own thing and do your own deal because you think this is important, right? The important thing is that you do it and you're consistent about it every time. Because if you do it habitually and and every time, practice and at a match, it'll make it to where you do it every time. And you'll become uh, unconsciously competent. So that is one of, this is kind of what my thoughts have been over the last little while. Because I've had a lot of questions and stuff. And, and I don't know, this is more of a cerebral thought. Like this is like... Uh, thinking about things in a like philosophical from a philosophical standpoint and not more of like the substance of what a lot of people they want to just know do this do this do this do this and I'm kind of trying to to go above that and say this is why you want to do this so that when you are doing something you understand a little bit more about it that's the way I like to think about things doesn't mean that's the way everybody's going to function and do it, but I do either way, it doesn't matter. Come up with a process. Use mine. Use your own, do whatever it is. Consistency is the key. This is a precision rifle game. What is precision? It's putting rounds in the same place every time. We're not talking about accuracy. We're talking about putting um even though accuracy uh trumps precision generally in in this game because if if you can't if you can't put the round on the target it doesn't matter how many times you can drill a hole next to it but that's beside the point uh you 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 want to be um consistent and that's and that just comes from well honestly being consistent in everything in the way you prepare for a stage that's going to make you consistent during the stage and during the match and from match to match to match you're going to become more and more consistent because you do things the same every time. So anyways, that's my thoughts on it. That's what I think. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, but thank you for listening. And um, thank you for your questions as well. Uh, I, I appreciate it. It's been fun to to be able to interact with you guys and hopefully you guys find value in this and, this is a little dif- different um, style of episode than what I'm usually putting out there. I've done uh, another one um, by myself recently, I think. I don't know. I, it all um, blur is a blur, but uh, I think that uh, I'm, I'll get back to the normal deal. But I just I just wanted to get that off my mind and. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. You'll have to let me know. But, yeah, if I can answer any more of your questions, let me know. And uh, thanks for listening. Talk to you later.